Welcome to It Is Written Canada. Thank you for joining us. Our special guest, Paulie Rogers, lives in the beautiful north central region of Saskatchewan, Canada. And when she started renovating and remodeling their old Victorian farmhouse, it inspired Paulie to write a book called My House Renovated One Room at a time. It is a six-week Bible study to discover what it means to be remodeled in Christ as we experience Him in every aspect of our lives. This is Polly Rogers' story of renovating and remodeling her family's old Victorian farmhouse and how that experience led her to opening her heart to Jesus remodeling every room of her life. Today, our special guest, Polly, shows us the bedroom a place to rest peacefully, knowing that Jesus stills the raging storms of trials and heartaches in our lives. Yahweh will learn what it truly means to trust our Creator and Redeemer with everyone and everything in our lives. Polly, welcome to It Is Written Canada. Come on into your dressing room. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So last time we were here and you were talking to us about what happens in the dressing room and also what happens in this old treasure trunk that you found in the attic. And uh, one of the things in there was a Bible. Mm -hmm. And you spoke about the Bible, but you also opened a box that represented hate to you. Yes. And that was a hard box to open. A very hard box. And you said that that box and that hatred was... Re had to do with the fact that you were raped when you were 14 years old. Yes. And that was very hard. I don't know how anyone can face anything like that. But what it really has to do with is, I think, the question of forgiveness. We have these storms in our lives. And you're going to take us to look into what happens in the bedroom where we can find peace in the midst of yes. that, those storms. Wonderful, wonderful peace. Yes. yes. And so I was reading this this morning, actually, in Luke chapter 17. And Jesus is praying in a certain place. And his disciples come to him. And they're talking to him. And he says to them, there's something that's inevitable, something that you cannot avoid. And here it is. You cannot avoid in John chapter, or sorry, Luke chapter 17, verse 1, that you are going to be offended. So he says, there's something you can't get away from. You're going to be offended. But then he goes down and he says to them, be on guard in verse 3 of Luke 17. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. Verse 4. And if he sins against you seven times in a day and returns to you seven times saying, I repent, forgive him. And the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. So mm -hmm. what that really speaks to me about is this. Here's the disciples, these apostles, they had been sent out. They had healed people who couldn't walk. Mm -hmm. They had healed people who couldn't see. So now they could see, now they could walk, now they could hear those who couldn't hear. They had cast out demons. They had raised the dead. They had done everything. But never is it recorded that they say, Lord, increase our faith. They must have had faith to do those things. Had, but yeah. when Jesus says, forgive, then they say, oh, wait, that's a big thing. Especially if someone hurts me repeatedly. And so this thing of forgiveness is big. It's a big storm that comes into your life. Yeah. 
Yeah. How did you possibly deal with the storm of opening that box of hate and forgiving the person who had raped you? For starters, it had to be Christ. I couldn't have done it without him. And, you know, when I gave him that pain and that situation, it was really, really difficult. Because when we are hurt so bad, how do you let go of that pain? You know, part of you wants to hang on to it because it's part of your life. But when I did, there was a power of chains being broken and I was set free. That's what forgiveness does for us. You know, when I handed it to him, I couldn't let go at first. You know, it's like I'm trying, I'm trying to give this to him, but I, I couldn't quite completely let go of it. And in my mind, I could see him reaching out and saying, Polly, just let me hold it for you. Let me hold it for you for a while. Then I was able to say, okay, okay, take it. You know, and he said, just let me hold that pain for you for a while. I'll put it right here in my pocket. Okay? You can have it back whenever you want it. Just let me hold it. I've never asked him for it back. The freedom is just too marvelous. So when you forgive, you're letting go of the pain. Yeah. And some people, when they are told, oh, say sorry, and then you say you're sorry, and the other person says, it's all right. Mm -hmm. So when you say, I forgive you, are you saying, it's all right, what you did to me was all right? You know, I think that that is why it was so hard to let it go, because it wasn't all right. And so, you know, you don't want that situation to be right. But, and it's not. And that's okay because God is the judge and he's going to take care of whoever and whatever in the end. And to let him take that and be the judge over everything, I know that he's going to be fair and right and he's going to make me okay. Thank you very much for sharing that with us, Polly. You're welcome. And now... You're going to also take our guests to show them yeah. a place of peace. My favorite room in the whole house. I love talking about the bedroom. I can't wait to share it. You are sleeping soundly when suddenly a loud crack of thunder startles you awake. Your heart is pounding in fear as you register what just happened. Lightning lights up the room for a split second as rain begins to plummet the window. Another loud boom shakes the whole house. That is what my life felt like as one bad torrent of trials poured down on us. One right after another. Kenny and I were just settling into a new relationship together after a few trials and errors under the watchful care of the doctor. 
to find the right medication for his clinical depression as our kids were turning into teenagers. We finally got through that parenting stress to be met with broken marriages in the family, grandchildren born out of wedlock, and alcoholism in the family that left our nephew in a coma after a horrific accident. And then my dad died unexpectedly. It was at the height of this raging storm that I got a phone call from our son who was in great heartache after his fiance left him, taking his daughter with her. I had been praying with him daily over his relationship problems, and now he was telling me to never pray for him again. His prayers were not answered, and now he had nothing. He just wanted to die. Tyler was trucking in the oil fields at that time with a special tickets for hauling dangerous goods. It's a precarious job, and occasionally you would hear of some horrific accident taking the lives of a trucker. Just a few days prior to Tyler's phone call, one of these accidents had caused a great explosion. There were no survivors. And now, this is what our son wished for himself as well, to just end it all. My heart pounded in fear one of my jobs on our hay farm is to trap and poison pocket gophers, the ones that make those big dirt mounds. On that particular day, after that dreadful phone call conversation, I headed out on my trap run. The day was drizzly, heavy, and overcast, completely in sync with my mood as I walked from one miserable dirt mound to the next, crying and praying over our son. In anguished sobs, I dropped to my knees and begged God to save my son. The mist turned to a light rain as I dug into the dirt mound to open the gopher's hole. I stopped and looked up at the sky, letting the rain mix with the flowing tears. The more I cried, the harder the rain came down. And I kid you not, with a mother's breaking heart, I asked God to take my life in the place of my son's. I was willing to lose my life in eternity if it meant it could save my son's. A small portion of the sky cleared just enough that I could see sunlight peeking through the gray clouds. And as clear as if he were speaking it aloud, I heard God say within me, what makes you think you can do for your son what my son has already done for him? Suddenly in my mind's eye, I could picture Jesus hanging on the cross with his mother Mary, weeping at his feet as he hung there dying in our place. I love Tyler more than you possibly ever could. God continued, I will never leave him nor forsake him. He is my son too, whom I have already saved. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. 
never again have I ever felt that kind of fear as I did that day over my son. God has given me total peace, resting in Jesus, because now I know without an ounce of doubt, he is taking care of my son much better than I ever could. We have nothing to fear when Jesus is near. We can rest peacefully even while the storms of life rage all around us. Another clap of thunder, and I thank God for this lesson in trust that he showed me that day in the hayfield because it came just in time for the tsunami that came next in our life. It was 2.30 a.m. when the phone rang. It was our daughter, Erlene. She had crawled out of an upstairs window of her house and was sitting on the roof of their porch to escape him again. We received similar middle-of-the-night calls over the next four years. At this time in my life, I felt like the storms just kept coming, one wave after another, each one bigger than the last, hardly able to catch my breath. I remember praying, Lord, pull me up out of this raging sea. I can't take another blow. I'm drowning. And then another large wave would sweep over me. Have you ever felt that way? And when he, Jesus, got into the boat, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great storm on the sea, so that the boat was being swamped by the waves. But he was asleep. And they went and woke him, saying, Save us, Lord, we are perishing. And he said to them, Why are you afraid, O you of little faith? Then he rose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. And the men marveled, saying, What sort of man is this, that even the winds and sea obey him? Do I trust God to deliver me out of my troubles? Do I know that he is capable and will see me and my loved ones through? Are my eyes on Jesus? Is my faith in him? A life with Christ is a life of restfulness, trusting in our Savior. I once heard this little sentence spoken in a testimony of a pastor's wife after they had gone through very similar trials in their life with their kids, and it has stuck with me profoundly. God has to write his love story into the hearts of every individual. God has to write his love story into the hearts of every individual. I cannot do it for them. It is a spiritual journey and growth that they must go on for themselves. And as a mother, I cannot walk it for them. As much as I so desperately want to, I cannot. But I can be there for them, holding their hand if they will let me, having this incredible peace as I place them into the mighty care of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who came to save every soul, every one. I can trust this process in His care implicitly. 
Tyler left the oil fields and trading in his W900L Kenworth for a swanky newer model, he hit the highways gaining a large following from his truck shows and social media, over 7,000 on his trucker's Facebook page alone. Time and distance help ease the pain of breakups, so Ty wasn't quite so mad at God anymore and was beginning to accept the fact that maybe he had a different plan for his life. He was hauling across country with time to think and pray and began listening to some religious radio stations. And then he was met with an oncoming car that veered directly into the path of his big rig. With quick and steady reflexes, Tyler swerved his truck onto the shoulder, missing a head-on collision. But the little red car hit the back of his cab and ripped down the full length of his loaded trailer. The car flipped several times, finally coming to a stop in a farmer's field. Vehicles stopped, drivers and passengers all running to the little car to find with relief that the young man inside was miraculously alive. It was well below freezing temps with a cold wind and snowing. The injured man in the mangled car was pinned in and exposed to the elements. So Ty ran back to his truck and grabbed a warm blanket to wrap around him. Waiting for help to arrive, a woman on the scene explained she was a friend of the man in the car. She had followed him as he recklessly sped down the highway, frantic because he was in a state of suicide and she just knew he was going to try something desperate. Insurance wanted to write Ty's truck off as a total loss, but he couldn't afford that to happen. There was more money put into that truck than they would pay him out for. He was at a crossroads. If he let his truck go, it was the end of his trucking career. The loss was too great. He contemplated his options with the possibility of returning to the farm, but we knew he would not be happy there. Trucking was in his blood. He was born to be behind the wheel. So we prayed, and Ty prayed for direction. The dispatch company he was hauling for offered him one of their trucks until his could be fixed, with discounts on his expenses. But he was going in the hole fast. It was at this time a real personal turning point happened for my son. While Tyler was angry with the guy who had caused this to happen, he also realized that he too had been in the exact same state of mind once and had deep compassion and concern for the man's well-being. So he began praying for him. He also realized where his own heart was. It had been in worship of his truck, making it an all-important God in his life instead of the God of heaven. With a repenting heart, he threw up his hands to God and said, Lord, here I am. I'm all yours. I'm tired of trying to live my life my way. Show me what you would have me do, and I will do it. He was truly ready to walk away from his beloved truck if that is what God was asking of him. Tyler came home for a few days to spend time with us and his daughter while he sorted things out. 
Lingering after church one weekend, we were visiting with his grandparents and uncle and cousins. The conversation turned to what it means to have a personal relationship with Jesus and how vitally important it is for us. Because without it, we have nothing. Religion is just religion, an act to play out. But with Christ, He fills us with purpose and a reason for living. His grandpa suggested reading Steps to Christ alongside the book of John in the Bible. And he began a journey to really get to know Jesus for himself, not just about him, but to know him personally as his friend and all that was added to his childhood memories of what was taught to him. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Hmm. Answers to prayer often come in ways we never see coming. What appeared to be a write-off, the insurance company suddenly reconsidered and agreed to pay for the truck to be repaired. Up to what it was worth, of course. All chrome accessories not included. Fans from around the world heard about Ty's accident and wanted to help. Owners of chrome shops offered to fit his truck out for all the advertisements that his truck gives them at the truck shows across the U.S. and Canada, where he has been a supporter for raising money for several charities. And he was offered a showcase spot in a special calendar where he was able to share his faith. We ordered a case of some special edition Steps to Christ that he has handed out to other truckers he has met on the road, the homeless, a family stranded at a truck stop with a broken down car. More than one burly trucker has sat with him for hours in truck stop restaurants during snowbound blizzards talking about Jesus, which led to starting a radio Bible study so that their conversations could continue. And I don't know if you know what the CB radio language is like amongst the truckers out there, but when Jesus is shared, even a man with a heart full of hate towards any kind of Christianity and was very vocal about it. When he is introduced to God's love and grace through the conversation he hears and became a part of, he is changed, accepting this friend, Jesus, who is the Christ come for all, makes me weep with joy for all we have been through in the storms we have faced. If it brought this very moment for Tyler to be able to speak of Jesus in his life, it has been all worth it. Do you believe in miracles? Don't ever give up on those whom you find yourself 
praying for. Take your worries, your anxieties, and fears to the one above who can do the impossible and rest in the peace of the bedroom of our spiritual house, knowing that whatever storm rages outside, Jesus is near and will see us through. Our daughter finally came home through a miracle we did not even see coming. While home for the holidays, our neighbor's grandson, who has been a close friend to our kids growing up, talked her into coming home for good. They were married a year later. Tyler is also married to a wonderful woman. Both of our children are happy and content in the Lord now. No matter how long or how fierce or the destruction it leaves in its wake, God still has a plan for you and your household and whatever the devil drags us through to bring us down. I know who is standing between me and that storm, and he holds tomorrow. Oh, dear Jesus, still the raging storms of our hearts and lives. Calm our souls and reassurance that you are still in control as you build our faith to trust you implicitly in everything. And may we rest peacefully in your arms as you write your love story into the hearts of those we pray for. Amen. Friends, Jesus is your Savior, and He longs to have a personal relationship with you. He wants you to spend time with Him by experiencing His Word and connecting to Him daily so that you can really get to know Him. Today our free offer for you is Steps to Christ. This powerful book will highlight what God's Word says about the plan of salvation and the biblical steps to a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. And with your book, we will enclose one of Paulie's bookmarks with Proverbs 24 verses 3 and 4. Which reads, By wisdom a house is built, and through understanding it is established. Through knowledge its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. To receive today's offer, you can simply go to our website at iiw.ca and click on the News and Offers tab. Again, it's IIW.ca. You can also call us at 1-888-CALL-IIW. That's 1-888-225-5449. Call anytime. We can be reached 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Before you go, we would also like to invite you to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel and also listen to our podcasts. And if you go to our website, you can see our latest programs. You too can experience the fullness of life found in the words of Jesus when he said, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to watch a video of this podcast, please visit iiw.ca or you can go to our IIW Canada YouTube channel and click on the videos tab. Once again, thank you so much for listening.